morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I hope you guys have had a happy couple of weeks. I know I have. I have enjoyed my Thanksgiving. The parade was amazing. The food from Golden Corral was, well, it was okay. It was from Golden Corral, but I still got all the necessities of Thanksgiving, and I am super happy to be eaten and back and I'm happy to be with you guys it feels like it's been too long but for this week's episode I'm gonna go into talking about the game award nominees and if you guys don't know the game awards is going to be happening in a few days I think four to be exact depending on when you're listening to this episode but for those of you who don't know every year all these video game companies come together and let the audience pick out which game was the best. Think of it like the Tony Awards or the Oscars for video games. Really great fun. A lot of companies come in and debut some great trailers. It's a fun time for all, especially for those looking forward to watching what is going to be coming next in the following year when it comes to video games. And this year is extremely special because of one big aspect. Rockstar has finally announced that we're going to be getting our first look at GTA 6 at the awards show. I mean, oh my God, it has been 10 years, 10 long years since the release of 5. And there has been so many rumors, so many talks about GTA 6 that it's been insane. So it will be very interesting to see what 10 years of work has led to. And oh my God, I can't wait to talk about it. But again, Again, that's for another episode, but it's time to jump in and talk about some of the categories that are in the Game Awards and which nominees I think is going to win in said category. And to start us off, we're going to be talking about the big kahuna, the number one game of the year. Now, this is the important award the award to basically bound all because one there can only be one game of the year sure you can have best esport game or whatever but this is the take-home prize this is the ring you get when you win a super bowl in video games and the nominees for this category are alan wake 2 which it was very interesting considering that it didn't come out that long ago. To be, But to be fair, neither did Spider-Man 2, which definitely belongs on this nomination list, which is an amazing game. Very fantastic, and it definitely, like I said, deserves a spot. Now, the next game is a no-brainer that I already saw was going to be nominated, which is Baldur's Gate 3. Now, this raise the bar on what an MMORPG should be and the fact that it's been nominated just shows that people our voices do matter the next game to be announced is Resident Evil 4 which isn't surprising considering how good the game is but considering it's a remake it kind of feels like it's cheating a bit like I said it's definitely a great game but considering that it's a remake I just I don't know I think remake should not be in this category but that's just me. Another one that surprised me was Super Mario Wonder. I mean, I get it. The reviews for this game has been fantastic. So it kind of makes sense. But compared to the others, it, it just feels like this one is going to get slighted. Just saying, compared to the others. And lastly, we got Zelda 
Tears of the Kingdom. I already knew this one's going to be nominated, but the question is if the huge fandom that comes behind Zelda is going to come in and make sure that Zelda takes home the crown. It's definitely going to be interesting, especially what happened when the first game came out. Um, oh my god, what was the first game called? It was called... Breath of the Wild, I don't even know why I, that game slipped my mind. But anyway, it's definitely going to be interesting to see which one of these six games is going to take home the prize. Now, one game I was very much surprised to see not nominated on this list was Starfield. And it's kind of funny considering that Microsoft kept hyping up this game for years, talking about how it's going to be their best game, how this was going to take it out of the dark ages. And it wasn't nominated. That is insane and it just goes to show that Microsoft has taken another L. Just another L compared to Sony. So if you ever question which company is doing better, just note that Sony does have one game on here for Game of the Words and Microsoft for another year doesn't have any. Just saying, just saying. But anyway, I think whoever is going to win this game, it's going to come down to two nominees. It's either going to be Baldur's Gate or Zelda. Now, I know what you're saying. Why not Spider-Man? And to be fair, Spider-Man should definitely be up there, but compared to what Baldur's Gate brought to the table and Zelda, it's definitely going to be a hard choice, especially since both games have a massive fandom behind it. And between the two, I think Baldur's is going to snag it at the end, just because it raised the bar again to what an MMORPG should be especially when it came to the decisions, the branching storylines. I just think it brought more to the table than Zelda. And again, this is just my opinion. If you think Zelda's going to win and it does win, heck, I was wrong and I'm big enough to admit it. But like I said, I really think for this category for Game of the Year, it's going to go to Baldur's Gate. But to the next category, it's going to be Best Game Direction, which is basically an award for outstanding creative vision and innovation game direction and design. Now, you're going to see some repeating names on this list because it's basically the same nomination. You have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and you know what? And again, well, of course, you don't have Resident Evil this time, but another game you don't see on this list is... Starfield. Good God, this game is getting just snubbed. Not even snubbed, it's just kind of sad not seeing this game in any of the nominations. So, like I said, when it comes to Alan Wake 2, from what I was told, the gameplay was very innovative and the direction they went to was also. And of course, for Baldur's Gate 3, so many branching storylines, different ways to tell a story, fantastic. Spider-Man 2, improve the gameplay, the swinging mechanics, and you can even make the swinging mechanics very realistic. Another fun mechanic, especially since both Miles and Peter play differently. And of course, for Super Mario Wonders, you had a different direction. You had a musical level. So, so many different choices and stuff that you could do in each of these games. And of course, Tears of the Kingdom, they massively improved their gameplay mechanic and added basically like a forge like area to this since i've seen so many memes and videos of people just building different stuff in tears of the kingdom it's amazing and honestly i think this nomination is going to go between two games 
Spider-Man 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. But honestly, I really think that Spider-Man is going to take this because of their innovation, creative design, and just the way they went with the story, especially with the swinging mechanics, just having uh, Miles and Peter play solely differently from each other, and just how innovative it was with the flying mechanic. I mean, they went so far and beyond what everyone was expecting that I really think Spider-Man is going to take this and win with it. Like I said, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I really think they're going to win the best game direction. Now, moving on to adaptations. This year was a fantastic year for adaptation, whether it was video game to movie or video game to TV show. I mean, you had Castlevania Nocturne, which was a really great adaptation. And if you've seen the previous animated uh, show, Castlevania, you know that they don't miss with this. And I cannot wait for the next season and looking forward to them introducing some other characters and some hopefully old immortal ones as well. For the next nomination in this category, you have Gran Turismo. Now, I will say I didn't go to the theaters to see this movie adaptation, and I just, I kind of didn't want to. It was just a racing game, and it was okay, and I wasn't a big fan of the series anyway. But from what uh, people have told me and my friends who have gone to see this movie, it was not bad. It could have been better, but it was okay. But considering this is a video game to a movie adaptation, hell, we will take it. Because if you've seen some video game adaptations in the past, you know that being okay and being just good is fantastic in its own right. Because adaptations were terrible, and I'm glad people are taking the time to make them better. The next nomination is The Last of Us. And oh my god, I just love that PlayStation has three adaptations for the nomination. And this one is a super strong contender. I remember how excited I was to show my family this series just to introduce them to the world that I had played 10 years prior when the video game The Last of Us came out. And it didn't disappoint. The scenes were fantastic, so was the story. And you know what, this is going to be a hard-pressed adaptation to beat. The next one, the Super Mario Brothers movie. This one's another big contender because of how good this adaptation was. It was definitely better than the 90s film. And I loved every second of this movie. Jack Black as Bowser was amazing. Chris Pratt as Mario. You had a freaking... Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Charlie Day as Luigi, Keegan-Michael Kill as Toad, and Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. I mean, you had a very, very stacked cast on this. And again, it was amazing. And the song Peaches, oh, Bowser, oh, Jack Black, you made that song amazing. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Black won an award just for Peaches. One of the best songs to come out this year and his second best song that Jack Black has made this year. Cause there's another one, which is I don't uh, play video games anymore, which is fantastic. It sadly wasn't attached to a game. So we can't name this as a nomination, but another strong contender. Another contender, which is PlayStation's third entry on this list. The first one, if I didn't repeat it, was Gran Turismo. So you have Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, and of course, Twisted Metal. Now, this was a very fun adaptation. I'm not going to lie. They had Sweet Tooth down perfectly. It was wacky. It was a fun show. And I was just happy to see Anthony Mackie show his comedic side because that man is funny. And it's kind of sad that you don't see that a lot of times with his movies. He's always playing like some serious character. And for him to play someone laid back and just comedic was fantastic. 
like I said, I really like this uh, show and I can't wait for season two. But out of all these shows or adaptations, I think it's either going to come between Super Mario Brothers and The Last of Us. And I think The Last of Us is going to win this category, especially since it had everybody on edge every week. Each episode was fantastic. Each one was filled with emotion and just phenomenal energy, especially the third episode and the last one. Oh my God, you can't tell me you weren't on the edge of your seats, especially the third one and how they took the story and went in a different direction. Just fantastic. I loved it. Heck. It made me appreciate uh, one of the songs even more so. But if you don't agree with me, again, that's just my opinion. The next category we're going to be talking about is Best Narrative, which of course means the best storytelling. Now, for this nomination list, we got Alan Wake 2, which honestly, a lot of my friends have played. I never had the opportunity to play this because law school doesn't allow me to. But from what they told me, the storytelling here in this game was amazing, especially since it's been 10 years since the last game in this entry. And apparently they seem picked up where they left off and it was a good game now the next entry was of course Baldur's Gate 3 which is a fantastic phenomenal game and story-wise you could basically do whatever you wanted you can either be evil you could be good it branched out or your story will end because your character got killed honestly it all depended on the roll of the dice it was either in your favor or it wasn't. The next game in our entry is Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Now, I'm not a big Cyberpunk 2077 fan, but one of my friends is, and he told me that this Cyberpunk entry, this DLC, is basically how the game should have been when they first released it. Apparently, they added some stuff that they initially was going to release when the game debuted, but if you're familiar with 2077, you knew how badly that debut was, especially with all their lying about how it was ready and all that stuff, but not for nothing, they told me that this was a good story. Now, when it comes to our next entry this one is kind of good and bad final fantasy 16 now a lot of people praise the story in this game but a lot of people didn't like it that it was told through entire cutscenes. Like that was basically, they had these very theatrical cutscenes which told the story and that was basically it. Every gameplay was just gameplay, everything else, but all the stories were like 20, 30 minutes of cutscene. You basically relax with popcorn and if you just skipped everything, you didn't know what was going on, which is not something you want to hear. You want long cutscenes, but you don't want them that long. The next entry on our list is Spider-Man 2, which is a phenomenal story telling basically different villains coming together, Venom, Kraven the Hunter, heck, even the Lizard, and many, many more. I mean, this, you had so many different uh, cutscenes, gameplay that came into the story and basically unraveled a big mystery. And I think the game that's going to be taking the prize in this one is pretty much cut and dry, and that is Spider-Man 2. Because of how story-driven, emotional, and fantastic fantastic this game was with so many different characters so many different villains coming together to tell a story I just think it's good now I would say 
say that Baldur's Gate 3 will probably be another strong contender, but the fact that they have so many different branching storylines that they can go in any direction, I think that someone who's able to basically play a linear game will be more uh, attuned to actually picking a story like that. Like I said, if it's Baldur's Gate 3 that wins this, I wouldn't be surprised, but I really think that Spider-Man 2 has this in the bag. Now, the next category is Best Performance. Now, a lot of this is basically nominating the main character's voice actor who usually do a phenomenal job portraying their characters but picking out the best one out of all of them. And first on this list is Ben Starr who played Clive in Final Fantasy 16. And from what the clips I've seen, he does do a great job putting a lot of emotion, but compared to the others, it does feel like the weakest choice because the next one is Cameron Monaghan who played Cal Kestis in Jedi Survivor. And Cameron's portrayal of lost, hopelessness, and anger makes him a strong contender because you felt his emotions go through as you play the game, especially when he felt hopeless fighting against the Empire. Another strong contender, and my man here has been in the industry for years as not only a voice actor, but also an actor in his own right was Idris Elba. And if he wins this, I mean, this man will be putting up another trophy in his never ending trophy case. I mean, this Idris Elba is a fantastic actor. If he became James Bond, I wouldn't complain because this man is that good of an actor. Another person who's been nominated is Meleni, I think I'm pronouncing this right, Lieber. And I've seen clips of this character's performance and it's not bad, but compared to the others, it's a very interesting choice to choose her over the person who played Alan in Alan Wake 2. But that's just me. Another uh, nomination is New, uh, Neil Newbon, who played Astrion. And you know what? He was definitely one of my favorite characters in Baldur's Gate. And this is going to be a hard performance to beat because whether you made him angry, happy, sad, my man Neil just basically just shot through the roof with his acting and it was phenomenal another contender in this is yuri lothal and he played peter parker and oh my god if you played the first spider-man game even the second spider-man game the way he portrays peter is amazing it's just phenomenal when he's sad you're sad when he's angry you just feel angry and you just feel for this guy it's oh my god so many good choices but in the end I really think that Cameron is going to take this one. And like I said, Yuri was going to be my second choice. He was amazing. But I still go back to remembering how Cal found his master dead. Feeling that anger inside him. Giving up hope. I just felt for this guy. And just thinking back to it, comparing uh, Yuri's performance and Cameron's, by the slightest margin, I really think Cameron got this. But like I said, I could be wrong. I really could be, but I really think Cameron is going to take the prize when it comes to best performance. The last category we're going to be talking about is best independent game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Now, the first game in this one was a very interesting game that I pretty much enjoyed, which was Cocoon. And this was a puzzle game that had you playing as a beetle that was able to hop between worlds to solve puzzles. Now, this was a fun game because each world was different and played differently than uh, the other worlds that were within the game. The next entry on this list is a very 
very controversial pick, and that is Dave the Diver. And the reason why this is controversial is because when it comes to best independent game, usually this is reserved to indie studios that don't have that much backing. But Dave the Diver came from, uh, I think it's Mint Rocket Studios, which is not an independent studio. Their parent company is a billion dollar Korean company. So a lot of people don't think that it's fair to have this in the best independent game. Now, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's a great game. It is a fantastic game, but I do feel like it's in the wrong spot, especially since it has that much backing. The next game on this list is called Dredge, and it's basically a fishing game taking place in a world that has Lovecrafting creatures, and you're basically trying to unravel a mystery while you fish and avoid these monsters. The art style is very unique, and honestly, the story just unraveling it was interesting in itself. You're like, this is supposed to be a fishing game. Why am I solving a mystery and avoiding these huge dangerous monsters? Like I said, it doesn't feel like it's a horror game, but when you're being chased, oh, it turns into a horror game really fast. Another game on this list is Sea of Stars, and if you love retro RPG games, this just brings you back to the past. It's a great game with a huge world, and it just seems seamless. And it kind of reminds me of an old Final Fantasy game. So like I said, if you like Final Fantasy games, or if you like Fire Emblem games, this is the game for you. And the last game in this category is called Viewfinder, which is basically another puzzle game. But with this one, you're basically solving mysteries using a camera. So it's a very interesting concept and did make for some fun moments. But out of all of these categories, the one game I think is going to win is Dredge. Just because of how different this game is. I mean, fishing? Fishing and solving a mystery. And not to mention, it can be a very calming game at times. Except when the monsters are chasing you. Then it goes from creepy to downright scary. Because I'm there like, don't kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me. Like I said, it's pretty fun. And I think out of all of them, this is the most unique game. Out of basically Sea of Stars, Viewfinder, and of course, Cocoon. And of and Dave the Diver. Dave the, like I said, I honestly, Dave the Diver would have been my first pick if it wasn't for the backing of a billion dollar studio. That's my only gripe with this game. Because like I said, independent game means an indie studio. You shouldn't be in this category if you have a billion dollar company behind your back. But anyway, that's my two cents on this subject, and that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys agree with my category winners, but if you don't, like I said, this is just my opinion, and you can just tell me, email me what your opinion is on each of these categories and who you think is going to win. Now, next week's episode will be the last episode of the season before we go on our Christmas break, and I know what you're saying, but you just went on a break, and I still need my breaks. I'm going to be going home, spending time with family, and just enjoying my rest of December and Christmas and the new year. But I will be back the second week of January. But before then, I will be releasing a mini-sode going over my best Christmas movies, my top 10 Christmas movies. So look forward to that probably the week of Christmas or the week before. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys have a blessed one. So sayonara, see you later, and have a good one. Goodbye.